welcome to another episode of the Today in Town Packers podcast. My name is Griffin. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at All Day Packers, and I'm joined by Braun, who you can follow on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. We are back to you. No game to discuss this week. It was a bye week. Latest bye week I can remember. Week 13 bye. Going to have to get used to that with 18 weeks. Feels like yeah, this time of the season should be the, the push for the playoffs, but we've got bye weeks next week, too. We got a lot of stuff to talk about today, a lot of fan questions. We thought we'd have a guest on who plays for the Packers, but that's not happening. Maybe he'll come back later on this season, but we still got a great show ahead of us today. So thank you for listening. Braun, how are you? I'm okay. Listen, well, you know, I'd rather have you than any Packers player, Griff. So just want to put that out there. That means a lot, man. That means a lot. And of course, I would rather have... I almost said his name, but I would rather have the Packers player on than talk to you. But I still enjoy talking to you every week. And we got a lot to discuss today, Bron. Full week of NFL action that we were allowed to just sit on our couch and enjoy. No game to discuss, no film to break down, no stats to pry through. Just good old-fashioned football. What do you say? Fan? fan, Fandom? Fandom? Yeah, football fandom. Let's just shoot it today, Griff. We got nothing else to do, right? I mean, no game to talk about, like you said. Let's just shoot it. Yeah, let's just shoot it. Let's go. I mean, what caught your eye off of off this week 13? I mean, right now we are watching, I am watching at least, Monday Night Football, Patriots and Bills. It is a, it's very windy tonight. It, let's just be, let's be honest, Bron. We record every Monday night and it's always during Monday Night Football. And we, I haven't watched a Monday night football game in a very long time. So if we're ever about to play a game, if the Packers are ever about to play a game against a team who's on Monday night football, me and Braun, we we don't know anything about their last game because we're recording this podcast, which I mean, pros and cons to doing that, but bills and Patriots are playing right now. Other than that, we've had a lot of games. The Cowboys beat up on the saints. The bucks look like they're going to be uh, right in the thick of it in the playoffs race again. Ravens losing to the Steelers. I guess we kind of really don't care about the AFC, but still fun to talk about. What caught you, what caught your eye in Week 13, Bron? Well, during this game, there was a point where Eli and Peyton were talking, and Peyton actually um, said that he tried to call Mac Jones to discuss, you know, some stuff before the game when they go on their telecast. And he said, "You have to go through the Patriots uh, public relations department." So then Peyton Manning hangs up. He calls, you know, he goes through the Patriots and he and he asks to talk to Mac Jones. And they said no. So then he would just he said, you know, that's the first time I haven't been able to talk to the quarterback before the game of, of the Monday Night Football. So, Griff, if you think about it, I mean, you know, sometimes we can't get players on the podcast. Peyton Manning can't even talk to guys sometimes. So that's just, you know, that's what caught my eye. That's pretty funny, though. Patriots organization. I mean, that's funny. Maybe that's Belichick vetoing that right there. Uh, that's pretty cool. But, Braun, you didn't answer my question. No, what that's what caught my eye. That was, that was my major <laughs> takeaway. But, no, I, in terms of – yeah, that caught my eye. But, no, with the games, I mean, to me, I, you know, I watched a little bit of the Rams just to see how they would respond. And then, they you know, they came out a little sluggish but finished really strong in that game against a team obviously they should beat. Um, that Dallas they beat game, up on the Jaguars. Yeah. Rams are back. Yeah, they're back, baby. You know, that's if if that doesn't tell you that they're back, I don't know what is. You know, like I mean, they just beat a really good football team with I think three wins. So, right? <laughs> Did they have three? I, I don't know. Probably I less. Know. I don't care. I don't care. Actually. I mean, either way, that's a great win for the Rams. Not well. I really don't even know anything about the Jaguars like in this year because like who cares about them? I kind of don't. They're from Jacksonville, right? Yeah, I. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Home, hometown team there. I'm yeah. actually far away away from Jacksonville, but I don't need. Yeah, um, I'm joking. I know the Jacksonville Jaguars, but the thing is, is like, 
who cares? I about haven't them? gone out of my way to watch a single Jaguars game this year. Nobody I know ever Trevor has. Lawrence has not looked good. I Nobody just, has ever done that. I figure that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so. Not since 2017. But the, like we talked about the Dallas game, right? Like that was the game that we were looking at as like can Dallas go and beat uh, a decent, you know, defensive football team with obviously they're on their like third different starting quarterback, and they ended up going in and beating them, and you know they responded without having Mike McCarthy. Um, and then of course you look at what the Cardinals were able to do against the Bears. Um, again, another not so impressive win because it's the Bears and Andy Dalton threw four picks. Uh, and then the Bucks, you know, they had some close calls early with the Falcons, but then won. So it was basically just these NFC teams kind of got the job done. Green Bay had to sit back and watch. So now the playoff picture is kind of starting to take shape more so than anything now. Uh, and that's, you know, we really just went through everything we needed to go through there. But everybody, you know, like we talked about how everybody's starting to separate themselves. And I feel like that's what happened this week. Yeah, we were hoping this would be one of those weeks where the Packers aren't a buy. And it's like, who won the week? Who won week 13? And be the Packers because they got to sit back and watch all the other NFC contenders lose. But now everyone kind of took care of business. The Cowboys, the Bucks, the Cardinals. Kyler Murray only threw 15 passes, but he's back. The weather was kind of a mess in that game, and the Bears are... We're playing the Bears this Sunday night. Have we mentioned that? I don't think we've mentioned that so far, but we're playing the Bears this Sunday night. I will be in attendance. I am... The Packers are 2-0 and when I'm in attendance, so uh, expect another victory there because Aaron will look up in the stands and see me wearing his jersey. No one I else really wears just, the number 12 jersey. You're so. just that good luck charm, it, I think, and, and those are some advanced stats you just threw out there. The Packers are 2-0. and when Griff is in the building, that is some real hardcore hitting analysis and analytics for you folks. Uh, you don't get that anywhere else here. So, Well, my mom has been there both times too, and she's coming back with me. So uh, I'm also bringing my girlfriend. Hopefully she's not the bad luck charm. And We know you don't have a girlfriend. The jig is up, buddy. Hopefully that'll be a fun game. Hopefully we can beat up on the Bears again. But the Bears, they looked like a mess of a team. Did you watch any of that Cardinals game, Ron? Because they look like a team whose season is over. <laughs> they just It's like they're just running the ball so much. Dalton's throwing four picks. Like, God, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it was so it really funny because of- – they beat the they beat the Lions by one, and that was like that felt like a loss to them probably just it because did. like it felt like a loss. Like how do you go away after beating a winless team by one point and feel confident or oh anything like that, right? Oh, by the way, Vikings beat uh, lost yeah. to the, the Vikings lost to the Lions. The Lions are winless we no have, more. We didn't even mention that. I forgot. Oh my that, god, the that's Lions what beat up. the Vikings. EQ's yep. little brother. What a game. What yeah. a what a Vikings moment. And this is the thing about Kirk Cousins, man. He just QB wins are not a stat. Quarterbacks don't win games. Quarterbacks don't lose games. But when you're Kirk Cousins and you stat pad as much as Kirk Cousins does, does and you have the army of stands that Kirk Cousins does and Vikings fans think he's better than Dan Marino and he's just never able to win games. There's a common denominator with this type of thing. People bring up Aaron Rodgers' record against this number of teams and this this degree of weather and in the playoffs and against 500 teams but Aaron Rodgers wins games because good quarterbacks tend to win games. Kirk Cousins, I mean, he's obviously having a great season, but when you cannot beat the winless Detroit Lions, that's saying something. And you can blame it on Zimmer, you can blame it on the injuries, you can blame it on the defense, but Kirk Cousins, a $30 million quarterback, beats the winless Detroit Lions. I'm very sorry. It's in a dome. I mean, come on. 
Come on. The Vikings, they beat the Packers two weeks ago. That was their Super Bowl. They were so excited. Their fans were so obnoxious. They were the team that no one wanted to play in the playoffs. Then they lose to the 49ers, and they lose to the winless Detroit Lions. I mean, what more can you ask for? I mean, I said the Packers didn't win the bye week. The Packers won the bye week. Packers fans won the bye week, getting to watch the Minnesota Vikings lose to the winless Detroit Lions. That's hilarious. And now we're set up for, if you want to get into this, Griff, we could talk a little bit about this playoff situation because we now have an extremely early clinching scenario where we could clinch the NFC North after just 14 weeks of football. And we can do so with a win versus the Bears on Sunday night. But first, we have to see the Vikings lose to the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thursday night football. So, Griff, why don't we talk about how likely you think um, it is that the Vikings will lose to the Steelers, who did just beat the Ravens, the former number one seed in the AFC this past, you know, over the course of the last several weeks, they've been the number one seed. The Steelers just put them out um, in a divisional matchup. So now it's going to be interesting because – we could see, I don't know how if this is true or not, but it's got to be one of the earlier, if not the earliest uh, clinching scenarios we've had in a very long time. Well, especially with week 18. I mean, it's the, it's the earliest that any team has won the division with the 18-week schedule. That's safe to say. But no, I think it's maybe like, what is that? What would that be with three, three remaining games or four remaining games, I suppose, that we're able to win the division? That would be something, but we can't say we didn't see that coming early on in the season when you got the Detroit Lions, the Chicago Bears, and the Minnesota Vikings, and oh yeah, the Green Bay Packers. So it's nothing unpredictable. But in terms of this Thursday night game, the Vikings and Steelers, I have no idea what to expect out of either of these teams. I can say the same for just about every team in the NFL. I don't don't know. I'm not going to pretend like I know. The Vikings, they could come back and like they hang with the Steelers and beat them by a field goal because they don't blow anyone out, so it's going to be close. But and that's the thing, close games most of the time, one score games are they come down to a coin flip, so it, it could go either way. The Steelers are that type of team too; they're going to play down to their opponent or play up to their opponent either way. Like they they get blown out by the Cincinnati Bengals and then they beat the Baltimore Ravens the next week. Was that the next week? I, it was within the span of two weeks at the very least. And the Vikings, they're the same way. This I don't know if they go on a three game losing streak, but it feels like this could be the type of game where the whole roster is kind of lost faith in the in the coaching and in the front office, and they know they're due for a reset this offseason, which I hope they aren't. I hope they, they kind of stick around. Same with Chicago, but it, maybe they come out flat and it's just like this is a lost season because that's kind of what the Bears are up to right now. Uh, at seeing as they as the, how they played against the Arizona Cardinals, it could be that type of game for the Vikings. But it also could be a Big Ben game where he stumbles around and falls over and throws three interceptions and 150 yards. So I I really don't know. What do you think, Bron? Well, thanks for giving us both sides of the coin there. Uh, to me, I would uh you know I would think that the Steelers defense could do something to neutralize the Vikings offense with somebody who's been such a good player this year, one of the best players on offense this season, Justin Jefferson. Um, they have the personnel that could help, uh, but they don't have the they don't have that number one corner really. Like Joe Hayden, is he going to be able to do anything against Justin Jefferson? I'm not sure. Um, but it's going to be a great matchup. They won't have Dalvin Cook, it looks like. That'll be a thing. You know, that's a, that's a factor. Um, but... Yeah, that should be a good game. I'm excited to watch that one. Obviously, we're we're looking for the Steelers to win that game. And I, I just think that it's going to be a fun matchup in general just because um, you don't see these two teams play very often, right? And it, it'll just be – I feel like the Vikings and Steelers are both similar in some ways. Like, 
they're just they're really not like you don't know what they're going to appear to be on a week to week basis as a football team like you just don't know if they're going to come out and play really well or if they're going to like just play awful and it would be interesting to see like which one of them rises to the occasion as they're both kind of fighting for a playoff spot they're really similar teams honestly just the the standing of where they're at so I'm interested to see how it goes. Right. Yeah, similarly, old coaches who have been there for a long time, quarterbacks who have a controversial fan base or a controversial standing within the fan base, to say the least. Uh, Vikings fans seem to be happier with Kirk Cousins than a lot of Steelers fans are with Big Ben currently, but uh, it, it should be a good game. Thursday night games are usually not very interesting, but two weeks in a row now we've got pretty good games there, so that'll be fun. Um, I don't, I don't know. Where do you want? Where do we want to go next here, Bron? We could talk about the Bears a little bit more. I mean, what are the uh, reasons that who we wants to talk about the Bears? the Bears? I don't know. Oh wait, well we play them. Well, That's true. Yeah, I forgot yeah, we, we play, play them. them. I almost don't care. It's gonna like, be... it's just what's the point? I know. Well, I care. I'm gonna be there. But oh have yeah, I mentioned that I will be. I will be there. Have I mentioned? And that? there's a rumor going around that you're two and zero. Oh, I think the Packers are when you're there in the. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true or not, but if that is, I mean, gosh, they've got luck on their side. Well, this here's week. the deal. Matt LaFleur says today that there's a potential chance. I think he said potentially Jair, Zedarius, and David Bakhtiari could all return to practice this week. Are they all going to return against Chicago? Because I'm there, because LaFleur realizes that I'm going to be on a plane on Saturday morning. And he's, oh, we got to get these guys on the field. This guy's coming. Or is uh, is he just going to wait a couple weeks? Because you always complain about LaFleur's coach speak. He, potentially, it was one word, and he getting, he's getting everyone excited. And I could see all three of them sitting for another week. It is the Bears, after all. No, you Do know what? Really that's my prediction. That That's the problem, Griff. <laughs> that's my prediction. prediction? My prediction is that they I, – I think they're all three of them are going to sit. The problem is, is the way you're phrasing it makes it sound like he was like – you know, maybe, maybe Z, maybe David, and maybe Ja get back out on the field this week. The question was asked, could, is it possible that Zadarius, Jair, or David Bakhtiari could practice this week? And Matt LaFleur said, potentially. And that was it. I mean, that, I don't think... That is such a LaFleur thing to say. I mean, isn't it though? Like, it's, I don't know if any of them are even going to see the field this week. Um, but it's nice. I mean, it sounds like, to me... We're getting to the point where it's like we know that they are going to be back at some point. To me, it seems like that's almost – it's close to a certainty that we're going to get these guys back. And to me, that's all that matters. Like whether it's against like the Bears or like if we – you know, like the Ravens, Minnesota, like whoever we get to have them back against, like we can – we'll be fine without them. But obviously, there'll be a big boost to have them back. Yeah, as long as we get them back before the playoffs. I'm Am I okay with them not coming back into the playoffs? It, it's not – ideal but as long we're going to be in the playoffs the seeding who knows right now but we're going to be dropping three all pros back onto the roster which is currently nine and three and sitting in the number two seed in the nfc and that's that's really it's really fun to think about what this team could look like and they probably immediately jump to super bowl favorites and all that's going to be really fun but the nfc man right now it's this is the home stretch. This is this is the stretch, the final stretch of the season for the Packers. We got what four games remaining. We got the Bears, the Ravens. No, five games remaining. We got the Bears, the Ravens, the Browns, 
the Vikings and the Lions to close out the season. And the cream has risen to the top in the NFC. It's very top-heavy, and it looked in the kind of the middle of the season like we could maybe even run away with the runs one seed and be resting starters by week 18 potentially, but it's it's not going to be that type of year because you've got the Bucks, you've got the Cardinals who are currently 10 and 2, even though we hold the tiebreaker over them, we're still game back. Um, you got the Rams at 8 and 4 and the Cowboys at 8 and 4 as well, where all these teams, man anything anything can happen and a lot of these teams have pretty tough schedules you could argue we have the easiest schedule out of all of them pff has us with the 31st hardest schedule so the second easiest schedule uh remaining so far and they say we have the 11 we've had so far the 11th hardest schedule so we're definitely past the the toughest stretch of our schedule and a lot of these teams remaining we thought they were good at one point in the season but they they're not looking like that team anymore so this is this is the stretch we can really make the push for the for that one seed. And it starts with beating teams like the Chicago Bears, who we should absolutely win against. Right, Griff. If you look at that the power five of the NFC, when you're talking about the Cardinals, the Packers, the Bucks, the Cowboys, and the and the Rams, um, all those teams coming off wins except us, obviously, with the bye. So you look at the way the schedule is of of all these teams are kind of panning out here. Um, Cardinals and Rams are gonna face off this week for the second time. Cardinals beat the Rams earlier in the year. Rams need this win if they, you know, they could they have a shot at the division still if they can maybe pick up a win here, get within one game there. Um, but they they have to start winning more football games and not against teams like the Jaguars, like we talked about. Griff, the Bucks play the Bills in this this week as well, and then Washington is going to go and and host the Cowboys. And Washington's got four straight wins. We play the Bears on Sunday night. At Lambeau, I mean, we've got the clear, easy matchup of this week at least, right? And you look at the rest of the schedules, and you know the the Cardinals have some tough matchups. Like I said, they've got the Rams this week. They play the Lions, who are hot right now. They just got their win. They got a win, one win in a row. They are hot, <laughs> and then and they're got, making their playoff push. Yes, they are still in it, man. And they've, then they've got the Colts, who are actually a good football team. They've got they've got to go to Dallas. I mean, and so one of those teams is going to have to lose, right? We don't have to play any of those tough teams like like in the NFC like these other teams do. And then the, the Cardinals have to go to Seattle, or they're going to have to host Seattle, excuse me. So they've got some tough matchups in there. They, I feel like they're going to have to lose one of those games at least. But when you look at ours, it's the Bears at home. Then we go to the Ravens. That'll be a tough one, but I think we can beat the Ravens, especially without Marlon Humphrey, who's going to cover Devontae Adams there, right? And then we've got to go host the Browns, and then Vikings are going to come to Lambeau, and then we've got to go to Detroit. I feel like we've got a really nice schedule for us set up to potentially go in that 14. I think it's going to be either 13-4 and four or 14-3, and three, and um, you know that'll break the, the string of 13-3 and three seasons from Matt LaFleur now that we've got the extra week of football. But uh, I really like where we're headed, and I think if we're not going to be the one seed, we're certainly going to be that two seed, but I feel good about our chances to get that one seed anyway. I like the idea of the Vikings coming back to Lambeau. That's just, you you mentioning that got me excited. Have you seen the video of Paul Allen talking about, what was he talking about, Jerry Gray, who came up to him after the after the Vikings game in Minnesota, Braun? Have you seen that? No, I have not. That sounds okay, interesting. It's after, you know Paul Allen, the Vikings radio announcer, right? Yeah. Yeah, after the after the the Packers Vikings game when we lost um, he's on the field talking about how Jerry Gray blamed the, the Vikings win on the refs that's what happened and Paul Allen was very upset by it and he, he was like why are you going to put Eric Stokes on Justin Jefferson I would recommend never doing that again and anyways this is um, all a null point because 
I saw a reply to that on Twitter, and someone someone said, uh, we know who's going to be covering ne- him next time. And it was a gif of Jair, like, giving a peace sign to the camera. And Ooh. I have that tweet bookmarked, and that's just, like, that's just really exciting. Yeah, I mean, Jair against, first of all, Jair, that matchup, man. Jair, if we get Jair back, I mean, goodness gracious, just, I haven't even really, you don't think about it. Like, we're just like, oh, when is Jair? When is Debak? When is, uh, when Bro, is Z going to come back? Start. Th- let's start. You want to start thinking about it because it's a fun project we're going to do here, Griff. Let's start thinking about it. Start with Jair, right? So Jair is back. We've got our alpha in the secondary back, and that's next to that's next to what Stokes is doing as a rookie, and what Rasul Douglas has done, and we've got Kevin King. The secondary has been getting by all year long, and Jair coming back makes it a strength because it pushes everyone yes. down the depth chart. Yes, exactly. Like I just said, Kevin King on the bench. That's where you you, you Kevin hit it King right on the, the bench. That's where exactly. you start. And but the problem, like, he can play good in spurts. Like, but we don't need him playing like every second and then getting burnt and looking unathletic on every play. But we have Jair. We've got our alpha. Now let's think about what Z does to our pass rush. Think about it, Griff. We've got Rashawn already. The Smith Bros are Brack. The Smith Bros are Brack, or as I like but, to say, but, back. <laughs> <laughs> as, as we say in most cities and in towns, we say the word back, I was, Griff. I was and hoping the you Smith, didn't mention that. Yeah, well, here we are. And the Smith bros will be yeah. back. Plus, Well, Z course, can play all over. So can Rashawn. Yes, that's what I'm saying. We have we can have Z roving around in the middle or on the outside. With Rashawn, he can do some of those similar things. They've they've kind of helped him move around as well with not without Z being there. So, of course, Preston has been playing so well this year. Rashawn is elite. And he's he's blossoming into into what we wanted him to be when we drafted him, and of course having all three of those guys rushing the passer allows us to not have like Jonathan Garvin on early downs, who has been fine, but he's not elite like Zedarius, and it would just enhance our pass rush so much. Uh, plus, obviously, we talk about Kenny Clark, what he's been doing. He's got as many pressures as Aaron Donald this season, which is crazy. Um, just think about what we can do with our pressure. Uh, we haven't even seen that yet. We have not seen Zadarius, Rashawn, and Preston all playing for more than oh, you know, what, like a, a quarter, a half against in a what game that play? didn't like matter. Twenty snaps. Yeah, he barely yeah. played against the Saints in Jacksonville, and now we're going to get to see what he can do with this pass rush under Joe Barry. I'm excited to see what that does. And now David Bakhtiari on the offensive line, he gives us that left tackle spot back. I feel like Yash is playing well. But I, I think obviously having Aaron knowing that David's there and, and it's just going to be a lot smoother operation. Um, we know how good he is. Who we makes know the how biggest impact? Is. Who makes the least impact or the biggest? Yeah, ra- no, no. Rank the impacts from the biggest impact to the the least impact, I guess. The, the smallest impact? Yeah, the smallest Yeah, whatever. Impact. I mean, I know what you're saying. Yeah, so like <laughs> David, uh, I feel like David, just the fact that we've, we've played well enough on the offensive line, we're getting the ball out fast. He probably has the least impact just because Yash has been holding up decently. Yash has been holding up decently well. So I don't, of course, David's an all pro player. So I, I don't know. Um, obviously, he's going to provide more, but I don't know how much more David is going to provide than just holding up, right? Like, what, which is what Yash is doing. Um, but Z coming back gives us a whole different dimension in the pass rush. And obviously, Jair, probably the most important because he is the key to locking down guys on the outside. Z and Rashawn and Preston will rotate. So to me, I think, I'm sure you agree that that's probably the order I'd put it. Yeah, I agree with that. That's what I would have said too. But I think there's a chance that Z coming back ends up being the biggest impact because a, a 
truly elite pass rush, something we, we haven't seen since 2019 at the very least, but it could be even better than that with Rashawn Gary playing how he's playing. So that could be really fun. And then Jair coming back, because we've still got holes elsewhere, you know, so it's secondary. The secondary is a weak link unit. So if we still got Kevin King on the other side and we still got Chandon Sullivan covering Chris Godwin, it's that could be that could be pretty plucky. But if we've got a truly dominant pass rush with the Smith brothers and and Rashawn Gary and Joe Barry getting fun with using all three of them at the same time. And then we've even got Jonathan Garvin now to come in on on early downs late in the third quarter. Like he's he's a good player and he's got an experience now And Tipa, Don't forget about Tipa. Like that group could really be something fun. But I would still agree that Jair makes the biggest impact just because coverage is probably more important than than pass rush. You think about something that hasn't been talked about much, but all these guys like Rasul Douglas, you mentioned Tipa, Jonathan Garvin, Yash. These guys are third stringers that are coming in, playing starting minutes for us, right? That's what builds a playoff team. That's what builds a Super Bowl team is having these guys who are not starters playing starting minutes well during the season. And then as a result, when you get into those moments, like we saw this in 2010 when Charles Woodson went down, everybody was like, it felt like it was a major, major loss because it was, but we had guys that were able to step up. We had, of course, Jared Bush was one of those guys that came in as a result of what Charles not being on, you know, and he's just one of the guys that came in to help and contribute because he's a special teamer, but he started playing snaps on defense in that game. And he was one of the guys, but we've got a bunch of guys that if we were to lose somebody like David in the Super Bowl or in a playoff game, Yash has all this experience now, and he's been he's been great for us to to just get in here and keep the train moving for the offensive line and not cause us to take a step back entirely. He's of course not going to be as good as David, but he's been great enough that it keeps us afloat, and that's all you can ask for. So now all these guys, like if if let's say it's Jair and Stokes have you know they're going to be the guys on the outside, or even if it's just Jair and Rasul or Jair and Kevin, we've got guys behind those two starters to where if Jair was to go down again, or if whoever was, we've got Stokes who has been playing so much this year at at starting level uh, that he can come in and and play. And we may not even take, you know, we may not even take a step back. And that's the type of thing that makes a Super Bowl team. So that's one of the encouraging things about this football team that we haven't had in previous seasons. You can be excited, Bron. That's the thing, man. It's what, what wins Super Bowls. It's not always the best quarterback. It's not always the best offense. It's almost never the best defense. It's the most resilient group, the most tight-knit locker room, the team with the most depth. Uh, luck plays a big part, and we've ridden the bad side of luck so far this season. And it looks like we're going to uh, get a little bit more lucky down the stretch. So it looks like everything is kind of lining up in our favor. And it's the offense is worse than it was last year, but I feel like it's a better team than it was last year because we can win in more ways. Last year, if you took away Devontae Adams and you limited Aaron Rodgers, it was, what were we going to do? The defense wasn't good enough to keep us in any kind of game. But other than week one this year, that hasn't been the case. We've been in every single game, even with Jordan Love playing quarterback. So last year we were winning every single game because of Aaron Rodgers. This year we've won game despite of Aaron Rodgers. Like in against Seattle, Aaron didn't have his greatest game. And he's he's had some real stinkers this year. And of course, take out week one. Don't know what that game was. But every other game of the season, it's 
this team has looked very resilient and very depth heavy and so many role players on this squad that all know their role and they all play it so well. And it reminds you a lot of the 2010 team and it reminds you of the 2017 Eagles and the 2019 Chiefs where the whole team can can just come together and put together a good run. Hopefully it's that kind of season, Bron. I just wanted to mention it's 30 seconds left in the third quarter of this game. Mac Jones has thrown one pass. Thoughts on that? <laughs> no, are you serious? I haven't even realized he has that. More, he has more carries than pass attempts. I saw them run a sneak on third and five. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I saw I'm that. not kidding. He literally this game snuck is hilarious. It. He literally snuck it on I've gone, third and five. I've been side-eyeing it the whole time. I'm watching it as well. Griff, I am – this is really exciting. Like, I am just thinking about, like, you ever think about what it's like, like, to be in that Super Bowl position? Like, I'm I'm thinking about, like, I just thought about Equinemius St. Brown, right? And that sounds weird, but, oh, like, God, think about dude. him. You mentioned, you. you mentioned the role players and guys who know their role and play it so well. And EQ, to me, feels like – and we talked about him last week. To me, it feels like he – is going to be one of those guys that is not only going to contribute on offense, but we saw the glimpse of what he's going to do on special teams. And his presence is being felt, and it's going to continue to be felt. And he feels like a guy that we're going to remember as like a contributor down the stretch. Yes, dude. he is. That's gonna, what he feels like. In, and we've got so many of those guys. In the Super Bowl, in the playoffs, EQ is going to score a touchdown on an end around or a fake end around wheel route or something gimmicky like that. And it's going to be one of the plays that we remember that define this playoff run, assuming that they can go on any kind of run here, which hopefully they can. But I just feel like this is, I, I know what you're saying. This is that kind of year where those kinds of players are going to leave a big impact. And EQ and Alan Lazard, they're going to leave their mark and they're going to have these big plays that, that we've seen them make already. But when we get to the playoffs, when we get later in the season, they just matter so much more. And we've, of course, talked about the two guys that have come in on defense and had such an, a huge impact being off the street. And that's Rasul Douglas, of course, and the guy we mention every single week, Devondre Campbell. Those two guys are going to be huge for us. Ron, he's they, playing pretty good. Have you noticed? Yeah, I heard he's a really good player. We don't talk enough about Devondre Campbell. No, we don't. He's just so good. He's phenomenal. And he's going to continue to be that guy in the middle for us that we need. I mean, that's you need an alpha in the middle of the defense. The play caller, right? He is such a command. He has such a command of what of what we're doing on defense and of everybody else's responsibilities. And he's so athletic, so fast. He can do everything in pass coverage. And he never misses tackles. And it's just amazing. Like It's so weird because we never see this on this football team. But it, it gets you so excited thinking about some of the things that we have on this very football team, the year 2021 Green Bay Packers, that we have not had on teams that we felt like could win the Super Bowl. Like last season, we did not have the middle linebacker play that we have. We did not have the secondary play that we have this year. We do not have the pass rush. We do not have the running game capabilities that we've got with the duo of A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. We ha- The passing game is starting to get back to what it was last year, that is the difference of what these two teams are. The passing game wasn't the same, but now it's starting to get to that point. The offensive line is going to be healthier than it was this past year. It's going to be a much better group because we've got guys at depth and we've got guys starting with the experience that's going to carry over into these huge playoff games. And this defense is much better, coordinated by a different guy in Joe Barry who's been 
just so much better than we could have imagined in year one. I don't know if I'm getting anybody else excited as much as I'm exciting myself right now, but this feels like a completely different football team. And this is after the bye I'm saying all this. It feels like we have a special group here, and we are finally that team that is the clear like it seems like it's perfectly set up for us. If it's if it's really like the Ravens and the Bills up top, if the Chiefs fi- don't find a way to get to the top, and even if they do, I feel like we are in the best position of any team in both conferences to go and win this whole thing. I kind of wish we were playing in the AFC because if we were in the AFC, we'd be the lone elite team in that conference because it's it's a much easier path to the Super Bowl being in the AFC than the NFC because we've got to go through the Bucks, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, even even the 49ers. And Lions the, and the Tigers and Bears. Oh, my, Griff. They're on their win streak. The Lions, they could make a push. So it's, it's a tough conference. I just pulled this up, Ron fewest missed tackles in the league amongst linebackers with at least 700 snaps these are the the top dogs that every down players in the nfl no one has missed fewer tackles than devonder campbell he's missed four according to pff all season long four missed tackles all season uh number second place with five is darius leonard demario davis isaiah simmons bobby wagner he's in that conversation with this group of players jordan hicks jerome baker joe Schobert. He Eric Kendricks is all the way down at 13. He's missed 12 tackles this year. That's the kind of player that Devondre Campbell has been this year. And early on in the season, I didn't know what to expect going forward with Devondre because we've seen like stretches of good play from Blake Martinez, and we've seen stretches of good play from other players at other positions in Packers history where we're not really expecting him to come in and contribute like that and be a real elite player, but... Devondre Campbell has kept it up all season long. What happened? I don't know what happened. Is Joe Barry a linebacker whisperer? I don't know, but he's rejuvenated his career. He's never looked better. And Rasul Douglas, him too. He's being very he's played very well at cornerback. If he wouldn't have given up that long touchdown to OBJ, I'm interested in what his stats would look like because other than that, he's been very sticky. He's broken up a lot of passes. He's had two huge interceptions that sealed the game in both games pretty much including one being a pick six and Lambeau, which everyone's going to remember forever. So these these contributors from outside practice squads, I think they both came from the Arizona practice squad, correct? Both of them. So uh, the ability of Brian Gutekunst to look at the the every other NFL team's trash and make it his treasure and have them come in and contribute the way they have. It's special. And this is a special season, man. We got to enjoy it. What's that quote about What's I know exactly quote? what you're thinking. You're right going to have to help I know me exactly, here, Ron. I know what you're thinking. I, can I read your mind? Yes, read my mind. Okay. I I think this is what it is. And I'm, I'm not like – it's not 100% exact what it is, but I think I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I wish you knew when it was the good old days. Is that what, it, is that what you're thinking of? Something like that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You read my mind. How did I know? I, I read your you... mind. Wait, you what? Yeah. What is the it, quote though? What is the it's saying? It's like it's from the office. It's like you, I, I wish you knew when you were in the good old days, like before the good old days are over, something like that. Yeah, like you know how they, you know how they say that you wish you could know when it was the good old days. These are the good old days. Something like yeah. that. You get the yeah. gist. You get the gist of what I'm saying. I knew These exactly are the good old what days. you were saying. We're yeah. gonna look back on this. If we are able to put together a Super Bowl season, we're going to look back at these players, at these games so far. The The Rams game was so huge. I'm already nostalgic over it. I just know when I'm older, it's going to be a game that I remember. 
and this is a special season, man. Last year was special too, but ended very, very bitterly. So hopefully this doesn't end with Rodgers walking off the field with his head down and we can finally lift that trophy. We got to get to some fan questions. We've been going pretty long time and we got a lot of fan questions. So I was just going to say, say we get to those, Ron? yeah, let's get to those. We'll talk probably more about this upcoming matchup with Chicago within some of those questions. Um, and we've got a lot like, like Griff mentioned. So um, let's get into it, buddy. We got 30 straight run attempts for the Patriots as of right now. <laughs> this is something else, man. All right. This is the fun part of the podcast, Braun. Loosen up. Oh, Here we go. yeah, because we, were ha- we weren't having fun before. Ah, we were having fun. I haven't even looked at these, okay? Uh, first one from um, – this is literally the first question I see. At Brennan underscore Platts, is Rodgers the most talented quarterback ever? Give us a little spiel here, Braun. Have fun. The mic <laughs> is yours. Oh, it's the bye week. Should I? Okay, here we go. Aaron Rodgers. Keep it short. Uh, Well, give me a time limit. Under a minute. Okay. Aaron Rodgers. He's got the best touchdown to interception ratio of any quarterback in NFL history. You look at the age of 37 year that he just put together as the MVP of the National Football League, having a better season than guys like Mahomes has ever had who are in their physical primes. He just did it at the age of 37, throwing, what did he throw, 42 touchdowns and six picks, something like that. I don't even care. He's, he won the MVP award at the age of 37. He's 38 now, still throwing the ball as good as ever. He is by far the best quarterback in the NFL because he makes throws that other quarterbacks do not make. Nobody, No quarterback has ever made the throws that he makes. Tom Brady, yes, he's yeah, he's great, and he's won a lot of football games as the, as the leader of the New England Patriots and, of course, the Bucs. But the football teams that he's had with the defenses that they've had have been much better and have always been better than what the Packers have had on the outside. Apart from, I think this year we've got that group that can help carry Rodgers to what the Super Bowl. All right, that's is. time. And okay, that's all right, time. I right now, you can right, give me like an hour. Right but. now, you're giving, you're leading perfectly into my next question here from at Austin O H I O. Is this the best team Aaron Rodgers has ever been on? Now, I there, there's a. Don't, There's a good argument there. I don't. I mean, know. what other teams are we looking at? Well, what the Super Bowl really, year, the twenty. At? Well, I'll yeah, give you the, obviously twenty eleven. Twenty eleven. Well, the defense that year, man. Well, that's why we're gonna. That argue. I mean, down. we bring you. You have to put them in the conversation when they went fifteen and one. Okay. Yeah. Let's 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 establish who's in the conversation right here. Okay. 2014, 2010, 2010, 2011, say, right? 20, 2010, 2011, 2014, and twenty twenty and twenty twenty one. Yeah, twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Those are the five. So teams. that's the conversation right here. Yeah, that's the conversation. Fifteen depleted receiver room. Sixteen. We were four and six. Yeah. I think that's a conversation. Now, when we're looking at those teams, it's pretty tough to argue that this isn't the best team he's been on. This isn't the best season that he's had, obviously, but I mean, that says a lot, right? Because we're nine and three. He is nine and two when he's on the field. Um, yeah, there's a pretty good argument there. Devontae Adams is better than he's ever been. So he's got, he's never had like a true Hall of Fame receiver to play with before, but he's got that in Devontae. The defense, better than it's been since maybe 2010. Is this the best offense? Is this the best offense we've never we've ever had? No, I think that's no, no. no, no that's no. the answer is no, no to that question. Is this the best no. defense we've had? I think it's between this group and the 2010 group, and I mean, let's compare. You have to go into the individuals, right? Is there a Charles Woodson on this team? Maybe Jair, but Charles Woodson is above and beyond pretty much everybody when you're looking right. at both these teams. Is there a Clay Matthews? Right, like, is there some of these other, AJ Hawk? We've got a guy in the middle of the field. Like, we have well, we've got a young Clay and Rashawn. You can argue that. 
I don't like that at all. I mean, that's just that's just. <laughs> I'm not that? saying Rashawn is better than Clay Matthews, but I'm saying he's the young and up and coming pass rusher who. Yeah. Wait. What if What if Rashawn makes the big play in the Super Bowl or something? That would be awesome. Oh, what if he forces the fumble like uh, yeah. like he did against Andrew Whitworth? It against is the Rams? time. It is time. Pick it, spill it, spill it. Oh my God, Braun, did I ever tell you this story? Okay, this is, I'm not going to cut this out. This is a good story. I'm playing football with my girlfriend's little sister like a month ago. And uh, this guy drives by the house and he's like, I was wearing a Packers like sweater. And he was like, hey, hey, I love the Packers, man. You know Ryan Pickett? And I was like, yeah, I know Ryan Pickett. He was like, that's my cousin. And I was like, he said, yeah, I got all kinds of signed merchandise. I was like, wow. I met Ryan Pickett's cousin. I he could have been lying, but that feels like a weird player to lie about, right? No, if you're gonna lie, you'd be like, I'm Aaron Rodgers' brother. Yeah, but yeah, yeah that's I should have awesome. told him about the podcast. Yeah, you should have told him, yeah. hey, can you bring, can I get Ryan Pickett on the podcast? Wow, what a what do we ask though. Ryan Pickett about? I don't know. That'd be I a good bye week pod. Maybe yeah, like a Super Bowl. You know, talk about just talk about the Super Bowl, obviously. Yeah, that would be fun. Yeah, he said he had. He said Ryan Pickett had two rings, one with the Packers and one with. I can't remember who else. Maybe the Giants. I don't know. Can't remember. Yeah. But uh, spill it, Pickett reminded me of that. Anyways, what were we talking about? Rashawn Gary. Yeah, he's good, man. He's the young, up and coming guy. Like he doesn't okay. have the same hair that Clay had. Not but, at all. But, you know. Well, actually, I mean, you know? he's got long hair. He does right. have long we're hair. Getting, but... uh, I think we're getting somewhere here. Yeah, okay. You want to give me a question? Because you asked for questions, too. Okay, well, all right. Let's see. One question that I thought was pretty good. I will look it up right now from my list. We're going to have to cut some of this out. Okay, so one fun topic. um, That vibe with Kai255 brought to my attention is... Let's label some Super Bowl contenders and some Super Bowl Mm. pretenders. A great first question. Um, from my side of the ledger griff. So let's think here. Why don't we look at the uh, we'll look at the top uh, portion of the conferences here and we'll start with the AFC because the NFC is what everybody wants to hear. So the AFC we've got, well, the problem is we don't know the outcome of this, the bills and the Patriots game as we're sitting here watching it. Um, but uh, as of now, New England is up 14 to 10. Um in with nine minutes left in the quarter, this feels like a game you kind of have to throw out though, because Mac Jones has thrown one pass. You mentioned that, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what you really okay. can take away from this I, game. I don't know either. I mean, well, it does matter who, like, because if New England wins, they're the one seed. Yeah, if I mean, Buffalo Bills the, win, then like the Titans yeah. are the one seed. I think. Yeah, it matters a ton. I'm just saying. Okay, well, like, yeah. In terms okay, of... so let's look at the so New England. Let's say, do what do you think? Are they a pretender or are they a contender, Griff? I think they're absolutely a contender. I think Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of the modern era, and he uh, he's sculpted Tom Brady into being perceived as the greatest quarterback of all time, and he's going to do the same with Mac Jones. And I think that if you have Bill Belichick in the playoffs, then you've always got an opportunity. And looking around the AFC, who is going to beat the Patriots? I will propose another team shortly, but I think that New England is also a contender. Because they play a lot of smash mouth football, and they do have a quarterback that can throw it a little bit. So I mean, the like they're they're winning a football game fourteen to ten by running it over and over and over again, and they know that they're going to run it, and they're running it, and they're having enough success to be winning a football game against a football team in the Buffalo Bills that's seven and four. So I think yeah, they, they, are definitely they a good drop team. so much money 
in free agency, bro, that it's like they just have good players. Last year, people were so quick last year to give all six championships to Tom Brady and Bill Belichick's a fraud and the Patriots were carried by Tom Brady. But when you look at that roster and that receiving core, I mean, that's why Tom Brady left. That's why he wanted out the door because that team stunk and he went to the best roster in the league in Tampa Bay. And the Patriots, what do you know? They bring in some receivers. They bring in some actual players on defense. They get some guys back off the COVID list and they find a quarterback who can throw the ball efficiently, just like a young Tom Brady did. And what do you know? They're they're probably going to be the one seed in the NFC after tonight. I mean, that's, that's all you need. That's all you need. And people, uh, they just, they love Tom Brady so much and they just want to give everything that the Patriots ever did with him. They want to give all that credit to Tom Brady, but Bill Belichick, I mean, he is the greatest coach since Vince Lombardi. There's an argument to be made that he's better than Vince Lombardi. There's no point in arguing that, but uh, he is so good. And he took a six round pick in Tom Brady and made him to what he is today. So, uh, it, I, people are, were so annoying last year, but it's nice to see that the Patriots are kind of back in contention. If you couldn't tell, I actually really like Bill Belichick. I read, uh, the book Belichick by Ian O'Connor. That's a fantastic book, by the way. I actually listened to it on Audible. You want to sponsor us, Audible? Uh, it was a fantastic book, and he's We've a got life alert. guy. We've got Life Alert. So. Life Alert and then Audible. We could do two. We could do a mid-read and a whatever. Uh, it's a fascinating book. <laughs> Belichick is a fascinating guy, and uh, I, I recommended it to you a long time ago, Ron. I don't think you've read it yet, but I know it's on your reading list. Well, usually things you recommend to me, I just toss out the window, like as not options. Yeah, so. that's very true. That's very All right, true. let's let's Except move Breaking on. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad. Okay, uh, let's talk about the Titans. <laughs> are they are they a contender, Griff, or are they a pretender? Let me start. I think they are. Until they get Derrick Henry back, I am going to call them a pretender because I just don't see how they're going to. Uh, just I don't think that I don't see how they're going to be able to run the ball. Their offense is going to become one-dimensional. Ryan Tannehill is having a down year. Um, and I don't like their defense that much, so I am going pretender. Ooh, Bills just missed a field goal with seven minutes left. 14-10, mm. it stays. Anyways, yeah, I'm going pretender too. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. They could maybe beat a couple teams, but I, I do not have faith in Ryan Tannehill. He's in that Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo vein of quarterback where when everything's going right, he's going to look good and he's going to have his supporters who think he should, who think he can carry a team. But as soon as you take away Derrick Henry, you give him some scrubs at wide receiver, things look bad. They just lost to the Texans a couple weeks ago. Uh, I feel like people kind of forgot about that, but without Derrick Henry, it gives them no X factor. They have the the ghost of Julio Jones, who's going to be injured. Who knows how many games he's going to play. And A.J. Brown, I think, is hurt as of right now. So I do not have a lot of faith in the Tennessee Titans. All right, Baltimore, I am going to go contender because you talk about, you look at the landscape and there's not many options of like the top tier teams. So I think Baltimore is going to be one of those because they've got, uh, Lamar Jackson, who can do so much running the football, and he can he can throw it once in a while too at a decent rate. So I, I do like what they've got on defense, apart from the fact that they just lost Marlon Humphrey for the year, which is a huge, huge loss. They do have a dominant front. I like what they can do. Uh, so I am going to call them a uh, a contender. I will call them a contender. Uh, I don't know. They're in such a funk right now. You know, it's hard to it's hard to really know what they are if you take away. 
if you take away this these past like four or five games, then maybe they're better than they look right now. But that's not how the NFL works right now. Lamar Jackson is in such a funk, and he's been so bad as a passer, even as a runner. He hasn't been as dynamic as as the MVP Lamar we've seen. So. I don't know. I, I'm going to say pretender. I don't have a lot of faith in them in the playoffs. That brings us to the team that I think might be my pick to represent the AFC in the Super Bowl. I am going to say that the Chiefs are a contender because they're not playing great football offensively right now, but their defense is for some reason starting to play well. Um, and that's usually that's that's been the case over the years with Mahomes, and that's why he's had such a good supporting cast, and the defense always plays well for the most part. But this year they have not played well, but they're starting to get better. Um, and if that's the case, I feel like they're going to be one of the tougher teams, and they're starting to kind of round into shape. So I'm going to go with Kansas City being a contender. Griff, what are your thoughts on the Chiefs? AFC is so weird, dude, because the Chiefs, I mean, they probably are the best team, but Patrick Mahomes has been – Big booty butt stank lately. He's been really wow. bad. Two, two is... games in a row without <laughs> without any say? touchdown passes. <laughs> I said big booty butt stank. He's been well, really that bad. That is one adjective not I've not like heard. Holmes. Haven't heard that adjective before. <laughs> he is. Is that one word? Is or... all over what the is place. that? Is that? Is that no, one it's word? hyphenated. There's hyphens hyphenated. in that one. Okay. Yeah, it's it's in the Webster dictionary, not the Oxford. I don't think. But um, anyways, he's playing a lot like Lamar, where it's. It's like we know he can get back to a, a level of play that he's just not at right now. But they've got so many playmakers. I could see them going on a run. But the defense, I, I have no faith in any defense in the league because defense is so stupid and it's so, like, random. Like, our defense, we think we have one of the best defenses in the league and then the Vikings make them look like burnt toast. Um, it's a, a lot of it's dependent on who you're playing. And when you're playing Teddy Bridgewater, I'm, it's not the toughest challenge in the world to, to kind of shut down that offense. So uh, I'm going to I'm gonna pump the brakes on the Chiefs hype. They have won five in a row, but I just don't trust that offense a whole lot right now. So I'm going to go, well, someone's got to be a contender. Jesus. I was going to say, say I mean, you've, got, you've got one contender. The AFC sucks. The AFC yeah. is bad. That's why it could be the Patriots. They could be the team. Okay, well – because right, I don't, well, I do not like the got, Chiefs. Chiefs and Patriots. Who are you taking? I don't know. That's oh gosh. Ask me exactly, in, bro. Ask me. Okay, ask me like in a couple weeks. But okay, so for now, Holmes versus Belichick, dude. Okay, so you've got one contender in the AFC. You've got one contender. Okay, that's fine. I've got no. Two I'll say the Chiefs both. are a contender. I'll say I'll say the Chiefs are a contender. Oh, so just forget what the five the Colts, minutes you bro. just talked about the Chiefs. So just forget all that. Well, they're they're a weak contender. Okay. They that are sounds, on they the sound like a pre- contender. You made them sound but like they've got a good coach and they've got a good okay. quarterback. So, all right. Well, here's my thoughts on the rest of the gang there. I, okay, so tell me first of all, <laughs> tell me your sleeper team, okay? Because you've got we we know those four, right? But now we've got the Chargers are the five seed currently. The Bengals are the six. Oh, I forgot about them. Buffalo will probably be the seven if this game ends the way it's looking. Buffalo will be the seven at seven and five. And then, you know, behind them, you've got teams like the Raiders are still in the mix a little bit. You've got Pittsburgh trying to cling on to, you know, they have an above 500 record. Indianapolis, you talked about a little bit. So who is a sleeper team that you think could be a a true contender that isn't one of the division leaders? It's definitely the Colts. What seed are they right now? I think they're the nine seed, right? They are sitting at seven and six. They, that would put them, that would put them at the, either the eight or the nine. 
Well, they're going to find a way in, I'm pretty sure. Are the Steelers in right now? The Steelers are in right now, right? No, they won't. They're not in because Buffalo is. Oh, they're not in? It's, it's Buffalo, oh, Cincinnati, geez, yeah. and, and the Chargers. Well, there's a lot tough. of good teams. There's a lot of like good. Yeah, there's a lot of good teams. These, that's, when I say dude, good, the AFC is so teams. stupid. It's, because well, it's, football the is NFC, stupid, really. The NFC, you have these teams like fighting for playoff spots in or in the AFC you have these teams fighting for playoff spots in the NFC you've got three wild card spots which no one wants to have I think Washington is the sixth seed right now Ugh, they had two wins like three weeks ago like what's going on in the NFC and then the AFC like the Baltimore Ravens two days ago they're the one seed by the end of the season they might be out of the playoffs it's a crazy year folks this is one of the years we've never seen before And now let's talk about, well, I'll give my, I think, so you think the Colts, right? I would say looking at the the other teams in the AFC, like obviously Buffalo is the one that sticks out because they were so good last year. Um, and they've got a lot of talent. I, I like Cincinnati. I think the Chargers have some talent. I don't know. I don't really, I don't actually, I don't, I don't really like any of these teams. I do though. not like the Bills, bro. I do not like the I don't like think the Bills. Bills are very good either. They don't have Trey White. Josh Allen looks too much like rookie Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's really no good quarterbacks. Like nobody's playing really good this year at quarterback to me, except Aaron. Yeah, no. and who there's else? There's no clear cut MVP. I will. I, to, we think it's Aaron, but we'll see. He's got to play. Cut. What? Not clear cut. No, no. Not clear yeah. cut. No, no. I think. I mean, like the the problem is like Aaron missed a game. Kyler missed a couple games. Josh Allen's not playing well enough to be the MVP. Brady is throwing too many picks to me. Like he's got what ten picks? He's got a couple pick sixes. How many like, picks is Brady at? He's he's at got ten. On, right? He has ten he picks, pick six yesterday. Yeah, he threw an, a he's lovely. At 10? I feel like it's more than ten. I feel a lovely That's pick 10, six. Yeah. It's because he gets a lot of drop picks, which is well. He's got thirty four tutties, so yeah. I don't. I bro, he's got ten. Dude, picks. he's the MVP. Oh no! Stop it, Brady. How he's do gonna you win sit? It, yeah. Is he maybe he'll win it? But it'd be stupid if he he's did. He's gonna win it. That well, would be yeah, so I mean, stupid when you look at the roster. Yeah. I mean, like, I is, him, can when you, you call compare his stats value? to Aaron, I think if you threw Mike Glennon in there, they'd get probably ten wins on the year. Yeah, well, Jameis Winston gave him what seven wins? That was pre LASIK Jameis. Okay, I know that was pre LASIK. That was thirty thirty Jameis. And you know who the head coach of that uh, football team was? Aaron. No, wait. Oh, yeah. Well, that with the other teams was what's his face, Dirk Cutter. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. Jameis <laughs> was evolving. Jameis was evolving still, and he's. <laughs> I just can't help myself with this Brady stuff. But anyway, I like I I I don't know. Whatever. I'm a Rodgers. Jameis fan. was on his way. He's on- <laughs> that was Jameis's that was Jameis's championship last year. Yeah, it, I feel I, yeah. I'm I'm actually gonna give Jameis the ring. I, I I don't even think Brady should have it. Just give it to Jameis. There's an asterisk. That's Jameis Winston's ring. Yep. Okay, let's talk about the oh NFC. I hate this conference. Oh my god. We're still AFC. on one question here. I, well, uh, this is a big sucks. one. It's a loaded topic, Griff. This is playoff football we're talking about. It's fun, man. It's fun. We've got we can go for about six hours if you want. We can have a six hour podcast. Let's do day. the six hour special. Yeah, that'll be. I good. bet that'll get a six lot hour bi week special. We'll probably get a bunch of people listening all the way through. Um, anyway, on to hour seven. Uh, we've got the Arizona Cardinals. What do you think, pretender or contender, Griff? Because they have. I mean, that's the, the best contender. record in football. That is the contender. You say, yeah. okay? Yeah, they're the, they're the contender in the NFC right now. The? Did you just say the contender? The, well, well, like they're the well, they they have the best record. They have. They're probably going to be number one in all the power rankings. Like they're like the team to be. Can right I now. stop you right there? It, what is that? Can means I stop nothing, you? Can I stop saying. you right there? 
Oh, can I stop you? Can I stop you? <sighs> Buckle up, folks. We just beat them like two weeks ago. Oh, yeah, you're right. I guess we already beat the team to beat. No, but okay, yeah, but still, I, I, I'm not saying that they're better than the Packers. I'm not saying that they're you the called best them team the Super contender. Bowl you called them the contender. You said the. You didn't even say the. You didn't even say the. Okay. You said the. The contender. Okay. Well, well, they're the number one seed, bro. I mean, someone's got to take them down, and we got to win out. We got to get these games at Lambeau because Kyler Murray, did you see him in Chicago? He was pretty uncomfortable. His first pass attempt, he dropped it. It was a fumble. He had to jump on it. Uh, we got to get them coming to Lambeau because that's not going to be fun for them. But as of right now, they're 10-2, and two, number one seed. I'm sorry, but they're they're the team to beat, even though we just beat them. If Rodgers wouldn't have gotten COVID, if Jordan Love wouldn't have stunk it up, if Steve Spagnolia wouldn't have blitzed him to death, maybe we'd be in a different spot right now. But it is what it is. Well... I've never hey, at least to... we're not the Bucks. What's the Bucks record? Nine they have four losses or three? Oh, nine and three, God. Griff. But we'll get to that. Three what do you four. think of the Green Bay Packers? We don't talk about them much. Do you think they're a I pretender or a contender? They're my Super Bowl favorite. They're my Super Bowl favorite. Right oh, now, so now, oh, so are we the t- are we the team to beat or are they the team to beat? Because we beat. Well, the no, team to beat. right now I don't think we're the team to beat. Why? Because we already we did beat, beat the team, the team to, beat? to beat. We did. No, Your logic Jesus. is off. None here. of this means anything. None of this means anything, bro. And the team to beat. What's your, rankings, your opinion means nothing? So, or? Yeah, my even my opinion means nothing. But mine does, folks. So I'm going to tell you that the Packers <laughs> are a contender. The Green Bay Packers are certainly yeah, a contender. Obviously contender. The Packers are the contender okay, in the this NFC. Is, this is how I'm looking at it, Bron, right now. Right now, the Packers are like... They are the underdogs. They they are the Cardinals are the villainous team that in the movie storyline of this season the Packers are going to have to beat to get to the Super Bowl. That's probably going to be the Bucks actually. So I don't know, but yeah, the Packers they're a contender absolutely. They're probably my Super Bowl favorite. Not probably, not probably, not probably, Bron. They are my Super Bowl favorite. I was about to hang up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just kidding, folks. We are on to the Bucks. What do we think about Tom Brady's Buccaneers? Do we like them as contenders, or do we think they could be pretending, playing dress-up as a playoff team? What do we think? I They're absolutely a contender. I mean, the ability of that team to take such a untalented quarterback and make him look like he's probably going to win the MVP. I mean... Oh no, I mean, God. I will say the thing I'll say about Brady. Here's the thing: I'll give Brady some props for these things. Yeah, but like keep it to like ten like seconds. Man. Keep it to like ten seconds. Okay. So he's how old is he? Fifty four. I don't care. People say it every night. All right, that's enough. Uh, Griff. He's Let's that not, old. Right, that's good. That's good. Playing as well he is. Okay, but here's my theory. No I've more told, good Brady I've told this talk. theory to everyone in my personal life, Ron. Here's my theory: Brady's going to retire with thirteen rings and every oh, passing shut record up. at fifty nine. Okay. Okay. What but listen, is this? listen. Listen, listen, and then in five years, it's gonna. There's gonna be a major Adam Schefter bombshell article about how he was using, probably not steroids, but probably something even weirder. What the heck is uh, going on here? Yeah, you can't see this happening. You're telling me he's not doped up. His arm has gotten stronger. He's 45 years old, and his arm is stronger than it was at 20. Come on. What Relax. you don't? Oh, this is where the Brady slander. This is where you draw the line. <laughs> I just this is so. I mean, like, yes. Does he deflate footballs? Sure. Does dude, he cheat, dude? Yeah. Do you know who his personal trainer is? Alex Guerrero. Is that his name? Sure. He got caught trying to trying to sell 
pills that cured can- Alright, we're back. We unfortunately had some technical difficulties there, because this website is not very- not very good, but we're back now. What was I saying? Alex Guerrero, he's a fraud. Tom Brady, he's a fraud. I don't remember what we were talking about. Uh, are we gonna move on, Braun? Who's the next team we're gonna talk about here? Well, after the, uh, Bucks, who we both think are contenders, there's Dallas. Uh, I will go first and say that I think Dallas is a pretender because- only because of the fact that their cornerback play is atrocious and they're not going to be able to hold up against Green Bay's quarterback and even Tampa Bay's quarterback, as well as the Cardinals quarterback, or really any of these decent throwers of the football. So it just to me, they're going to be the, the odd man out of these teams that are sitting here um, in a position to win football games in the postseason. I agree with you there. And Dak Prescott, maybe he's not the quarterback that a lot of people want him to be. Including me. I'm a, I'm a Dak fan, but I don't know. Maybe he's not that elite quarterback. And uh, that defense is not very good. So, yeah, I, I'll go I'll go pretender. I don't think they're going to make a real serious push for the for the Super Bowl. They did just lose to the Raiders. They're the most penalized team in the league, I'm pretty sure. So, it's a, it's a lot of things going on in Dallas that maybe... I don't think... I feel like the Cowboys are just one of those teams that there's always going to be too much of a circus going on. There's always going to be too much drama for them to ever really be the team in any given year. It's, there's a reason they haven't won the Super Bowl since when, the 90s? All right, so I will move on and ask you this question. Of of these NFC teams, and we know them well, um, you've got the, the Rams at the five spot right now, Washington is the six, and the Niners are the seven. Um, those, those two teams, Washington and the San Francisco 49ers, both are six and six. The Rams are eight and four. That's that's why they're part of I, I like to call it the power five of the NFC. But you've also got the Vikings are sitting here at five and seven after their loss to the Lions. Um, everybody else in the uh, NFC South: Carolina, Atlanta, New Orleans is five and seven. Uh, we talked about Los Angeles and the and the and the uh, the Niners, but Seattle's at four and eight. They're not looking like they're going to be in the mix as of now. But they did just pick up a big win against the Niners. I do not think um, they're. Philadelphia is at six and seven. No, I mean, well, we'll talk about them. They're not. They have to win pretty much every game going forward to even be in the conversation. But that's only because we've got an extra game, and there's so many bad teams at the bottom of this group that are. I mean, the six and six Niners are in the playoffs, as are the six and six uh, Washington team. No one but, wants a spot. Man. Uh, Seattle's only two. No games one wants back one of these them. wild card spots. Nobody wants a spot. That's why Seattle. That's why Seattle might actually have a shot if they can if they can win out. But Philadelphia is at six and seven, and that's pretty much that rounds out that group. So, is there anybody that stands out to you apart from really the Rams? Like, who do you think is that best team apart from those five that we've talked about a lot? Uh, the Forty ers I think they're gonna wild card weekend. They could give a team some trouble, but even then, I don't think they're they're anything to worry about with Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo playing quarterback. Uh, it's the NFC, man. It's Forget about it. After the top five, forget about it. And that's why, I don't know, getting the two seed, it's really not the worst thing in the world because who would we be playing right now if the playoffs started today? Would we, Niners. Would we be playing the Niners? So I don't know. Maybe that's not a game we really want to play, but I think they are the toughest. <laughs> <laughs> I think they are the toughest wildcard team that could they could snag one of those spots. I would, I mean, look, like we all know how important the buy is. And we talked about it last week, how important the buy is this year, more than any other year. Um, and ever really ever more than any year ever. This is the biggest buy week that we could possibly get getting that first seed. 
it's it's crucial. So if we are forced to play a game, I don't care who it's against, it's not going to be fun. I mean, it'll be fun, but it's not going to be the best outcome, obviously. So um, we have to hope that Arizona loses one of these games. Um, but yeah, to me, like like you mentioned, after the Rams at that fifth seed, um, I Washington's quarterback is Taylor Heineke. The Niners have, you know, we know what we know all about the Niners, but he's, you know, it's Jimmy Garoppolo, and their defense is not what it was in other years because Robert Sala is now the head coach of the Jets, and they're just not playing as well. And then Minnesota just lost to the Lions, and they're you don't know what you're going to get with them every single week. No team in the NFC South scares me. Seattle, we talked about a little bit. I don't think they're going to be doing anything enough to to get into the mix. So that and Philadelphia, I'm just. They're atrocious to me. I don't even know what they're doing. <laughs> it's a rebuilding. They year almost for them. they 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 were the Jets gave them a real good shot up until the end of that game. Uh, hey, the, to me, the just I would won, go with the, the Niners. News, yeah, Patriots, I know we're watching it at the same Patriots time. Win. So that puts okay. So the nine or the Patriots are the one seed that moves Buffalo to the seven. Think about that. Yeah, that's a surprise. That's a big shocker. A lot of team. A lot so of yeah, guys. I think Super the Bowl Niners right probably there. are that next team. Seven and five. Yeah, for Buffalo. Yeah, Bulls. I know. Wow. Oh my gosh! Right, but nine and four for the Pats. How about that, man? How about that? That's pretty crazy. Anyways, it's an interesting situation. Yeah, they got a buy coming up. The NFC, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I hope we get at least one weekend to sit back and just watch it. And uh, it's looking like I don't know. There's a chance of that happening. Let's move on to a different question. We've been doing this question for a very long time now. Don't real that was a whole podcast. Real time, it's literally been an entire podcast in terms of. Audio time, I don't know how long it's been, but let me look at a couple questions. I haven't even looked at these questions, so there there might be a gem in here. Let me let me try and look scan through real quick. So we talked about this question from Aaron uh I don't know how to pronounce this. Urich, Urich, U R U H R I C H. Um he asks what make this year's team different from the last two? And we answered that a lot already, so I feel like we covered most of it, but I feel like the glue guys that we have, the role players, just like it's different this year. It's just the way that we're playing is just different. We talked a lot about it, but Griff, you agree with me. I'm sure that there's a different element to this team that makes it more likely to be in that Super Bowl conversation than in years past. Yeah, I think this team is just, I think the biggest thing, thing is that this team can win in different ways. If you take away Devontae Adams, we saw it last year, it gave Green Bay some real, real issues. But now I think I think we'd be able to answer better. I think we've got A.J. Dillon, who's a better player than he was last year, Aaron Jones, and we've got other receivers who we can kind of rely on. Randall Cobb makes a huge, huge difference there. And the the fact that we're getting back guys, the, we've gone so long without some of these guys, and we're still able to uh, put together a nine and three season up to this point. I mean, I think that's special. And I think that's a pretty good indictment of how good of a coach Matt LaFleur is. And Matt LaFleur, he, he keeps getting better as a head coach and as a play caller every year. So I think year three, third time's the charm that he's going to get over in the NFC championship hump and hopefully take us to the promised land. I've got a question here, Braun from at seven moose. I'm sure you're going to really like this one. Unpopular opinion. I want to see a Tampa Bay versus green Bay rematch. I mean, yeah, it's in terms of the easiest path to the Super Bowl. Maybe it's not having to play the Buccaneers. Maybe it's the Bucks losing on wildcard weekend. But it, that would be really fun to finally, uh, to finally beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers to pay back for what they did to us last year and break their hearts and see Tom Brady cry. Yeah, uh, I w- Okay, so it depends. Like, if we're the one seed, all right. Let's think about this here. Let's say we get to that one seed spot. 
or we could even play it out as like we're the two, okay? Our matchup right now would be San Francisco. Arizona would get probably, because then it's Tampa Bay versus Washington. We'll assume Tampa Bay beats Washington. And then whether it's Dallas or the Rams, they're going to have, whether it's either one of those two is going to have to go play Arizona and it would be Green Bay and Tampa Bay. That would be our second round matchup. If we, if, as it stands today, talk about, you know, way to exercise your demons as a football team. It would be to beat the team that beat us in the NFC championship game in 2019 in the first round, and then beat the team that beat us in the 20, in the 2020 NFC championship game in the second round, and then go into an NFC championship game against a team, probably Arizona or the Rams. One of those two, probably that we already beat earlier in the year. That would be one way to go about it. Don't you agree, Griff? I feel like that is something that would, if we got through it, that would put us in a pretty strong mental space as a football team going into the Super Bowl. Yeah, that would be really awesome. That'd be most awesome for Matt LaFleur, I think, to finally, like I said, third time's the charm. Finally going to get over the hump. It kind of ties into this question here from at MCGrace14. Do you think winning the NFC Championship is a mental hurdle at this point? I think... I, I don't think so. I think it's just random that all th- of we've lost a bunch of games on the doorstep of the Super Bowl. But I you have to think that if we get to the NFC Championship this year, Rodgers, LaFleur, and a lot of these guys are going to be thinking, oh, geez, another one of these. What happens if we lose another one? They're pr- definitely going to be thinking about that. And it doesn't, it, doesn't make, it doesn't make it any easier, that's for sure. Somebody asked, how many Packers faithful want the 1950s throwback jerseys? as regular occurrence for future games. That's from boats and stuff. Ugh. We've talked about this. We've talked about this. I it's it would be nice as like a once in a while. Maybe like you know, I think even twice a year is pushing it, but like I'll do twice a year. Once a year is fun. I like the uniforms, but I wouldn't do them as like I wouldn't do them any more than twice a year. Yeah, you know, like there's teams like the Ravens who I follow a couple of Ravens fan pages on Instagram and every every week on like Wednesday or Thursday they post at Ravens they post their weekly threads the uniforms they're going to be ra- wearing that week and like the Falcons are like that too and the 49ers and the Rams where they don't have just home and away jerseys they've got all these kinds of variants and all these kind of pants and top mashups that they can play with so that's what i think that's what people kind of want with green Bay is for them to oh this week we're going to be wearing this the 1950s throwbacks but i don't think that's ever going to be the case and i think it's always going to be just a one time a year thing like it's been for so long but uh i i we talked about this after the week seven game i'm just not a big fan i'm not a big fan it's worth mentioning that i'm colorblind so maybe i'm not seeing the, the colors for how pretty they really are but but i i much preferred the the 1920s ones with the blue and the brown and the the yellow top and the the blue cutoff those ones i like more but you know these ones they're not the worst they're not the ugliest things in the world wait real quick you know what i miss i miss the all whites bring back the all whites yeah i really i i I don't have too much opinion on like i really don't care all that much what uniforms we wear i just don't ever want to change that i don't really ever want to change that the classics that we have like by that I mean, like, I don't want to ever see us not wear our, our current uniforms for home and away. Like, I never want to see us move on from those. But other than that, like, I like the I'll, – I'll wear – I don't mind if we wore an all gold, an all green, an all white. I like our current, uh, you know, classics that we wore um, already once this year. So, to me, I just 
I like every uniform we wear because it's a Packers uniform. I did want to point out, though, a lot of people have asked us questions about like the future of the team, and it's like, are we going to re-sign Devontae? If we win the Super Bowl, will Aaron and Devontae come back? Like, I feel like we're trying to avoid those as much as possible just because we are trying to live in the moment here of like we have a chance to win the Super Bowl. And if we just worry about whether Rodgers and Devontae are going to come back and all that, like let's just worry about that if we have to or when we have to. Like, let's just try to win a Super Bowl here. You know, like all that stuff is just not – it's not the time to think about that right now. So we're just – we're pretty much talking about only everything that – is relevant to this football team right now, not this offseason. DJ Moy asks, how does the Ravens' loss to the Steelers affect Week 15? Well, the one thing that stands out to me is the fact that Marlon Humphrey is not uh, going to be in in the game for them. They've, he's out for the year now, which is a huge loss because that was their number one cover guy. Um, against a guy like Devontae, he's expected to at least compete and not having him is a huge loss for them. Um, so I think that that game became easier, even though I like our chances in that game anyway. It became easier. We just saw the Steelers, a team that we throttled. You know, we just saw the Steelers beat the Ravens, um, and now the Ravens just lost one of their best defensive players. So that does not spell uh, success in the future against a team like Green Bay, who's sitting in 9-3. and three. Yeah, and we see Lamar Jackson continue to have his struggles and the Ravens' offense as a whole continue to struggle. And uh, the only thing that, that could happen for the Ravens is that they maybe they're just hungrier than they would have been because it's going to be Week 15. They're going to be fighting for a playoff spot. So maybe we, maybe they're a team that we don't want to run into that's just hungry enough to give us their best game and give us their best punch. And maybe they're able to shock us a little bit. But you know, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. That's that was one of those games. You remember that was one of those games that early on in the season, early on this off season, we were looking at like yeah, it's probably going to be a loss. It's probably going to be one of our toughest games. Same with the Browns on Christmas. But uh, both of those teams now, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. I think the Packers are the far and away better team in both those games. All right, Griff, we've talked about a lot here. We sure have. Want to end too it? much? Have we talked about too much? Maybe. We, I, I have no idea how long this one's going to be because it's split up into two recordings. So I don't know. It could be two hours. If it's two hours, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> well, don't worry. I doubt anybody's going to want to listen to us for two hours yeah, straight anyway. That's true. Yeah, if it's two hours, then and no if they do, listening right now. If anybody's listening, yeah, I was going to say, if you're doing this, like, what are you doing? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for listening. I guess that's it. Um, not much more to talk about. It's funny. We talked about a lot. Because in a week where there's no game to review and the game we're previewing is against the Bears, it's we ended up talking about quite a bit. We talked a lot of big picture stuff, a lot of NFL stuff, not just the Packers, which is fun. I like talking playoffs. This is this is it, man. You know, the season doesn't start till after Thanksgiving, and this is it right here. This is why we do the podcast to sit down and talk about the playoffs and you you breaking out the playoff machine on me and uh, it's fun. This is it, man. <laughs> it's getting cold outside. Well, I'm going to be at the game next Sunday. Yeah. This is fun. We're on a... Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You're going to be there? I'm going to be there. Did I mention that? I'm going to be there. And also, um, Devondre Campbell. What's their linebacker. record when you're there? They're 2-0 and when you're there? Yeah. Yeah. Whoa. I didn't know that. <laughs> All right. You so mentioned if... Devondre Campbell. Yeah. 
Yeah, great. I haven't talked about him enough. Yeah, yeah, he's been great. Rodgers is good, too. Yeah, better than Brady. He's a fraud. But uh, if if you're going to be at the game, shoot me a DM. Maybe we can say hi. I'm going to be there. I can't wait. It's going to be so cold, I hope. They're showing snow on Saturday. Will that linger? Will that push into Sunday night? It'll be like a Titans game last year. Yep, that, that would, would be, be great. so. That would be so great. Imagine I mean, you're in the. Imagine you get in the snow globe. Oh Ooh. man, that would be awesome. Maybe a light uh, down Chicago in the fourth quarter. That would uh, be really fun. Anything like that? That magical. What game was it last year? Where like, oh, it was. Was it the Titans game where it, it started Titans, to snow? Yeah. It wasn't supposed to snow. It was just not supposed to snow. Completely unexpected, and then they just the snow f- came falling. It was snowing we the whole game too. On, yeah, we put a beating on on a team that everybody thought was really really good, and then we just beat them forty to fourteen or something like that. Forty to sixteen, I believe it was. It was right after Christmas. Well, look at you. Maybe look my you. happiest game of the year. I was just happy. That was that the game. best. That was so good. Yeah, Rogers he solidified because I remember that week, Pat Mahomes stunk it up against Atlanta, and Rogers threw four touchdowns, uh, and that kind of solidified the MVP for him. And it was just. It was glorious. Devontae had three touchdowns. That was one of my favorite games from last season. But uh, this this season is going to be even funner. That's not a word. More fun because it's going to end with a Lombardi Trophy. I sure hope so. It's funny because at the beginning of the season, I was talking about how this is. I'm not. I'm not even invested in this team. I mean, as much as I used to be. But now I'm. I'm like a little kid again because I'm getting excited over this team Super Bowl chances. But. Uh, That's going to do it. We've done a lot of talking here. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts. Follow the podcast on iTunes or uh, Instagram and Twitter. Oh, my God. Slipped up there. Shoot us a DM at Today in Titletown, at Today Titletown on Twitter. Uh, Shoot us a DM. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at All Day Packers and Braun on Instagram at Lambo.Leapers. Is that it? That's everything. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. Go Pack Go. You choked on that ending a little bit there, Griff. Usually you're a lot smoother. Like last week when I talked about how you spit that all out in one take there, you, you kind of had a couple hiccups there. But hey, man, we're improving. Apparently we're declining, actually, each and every week. So <laughs> thanks for listening, everybody. Go Pack Go. Yeah, Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.